Black Sun Rising, Part 3. In the book of the Jaguar Priests, or Chalambalam, it is written that the road from the stars will descend from the sky, and the thirteen gods of heaven and the nine gods of hell will come to earth. The Maya believed that the end was the beginning, and the beginning the end. In destruction would come creation, and creation destruction. It would happen at the black hole, at the crossroads. Image would appear in the sky. The dark kingdom of Ixibalba would manifest upon earth. Ixibalba is inhabited by winged creatures with the body of men and the heads and wings of bats. These creatures are blood drinkers and hostile to man. Most fierce among them is Kamakats or Camelots, which means sudden bloodletter. Camelots, depicted as the figurine above with an erect penis, killed most of the denizens of man's second creation by ripping off their heads. Ch the Chitulu mythos is the nightmarish le legacy of H.P. Lovecraft. He wrote the old ones are sleeping in the bottomless depths of the ocean until the time when the right astral alignment will awaken them and they will once again walk the earth, reigning over an unspeakable kingdom of darkness. Their return is awaited by the priests by a priesthood of bat-winged humanoids who bide their time concealed by darkness in the unknown recesses of the earth's forgotten caves. The Mayans themselves were a people shrouded in darkness. Somewhere in the ninth century, Maya civilization suddenly ceased to exist with the city of Cacun, their center of trade in what is now Guatemala, abandoned in an orgy of violence. The aristocracy of Cancun, 31 men, women, and children, were recently discovered, hacked to pieces, and tossed in what was their palace cistern. Eighty yards away in an unmarked shallow grave was buried their great king, Khan Max. The massacre took place around 800 CE. The Mayan calendar, just like the story of Akakor and the true names of Yahweh, is based on the number 13. The calendar is divided into 13 Bakhtuns. Each Bakhtun equals 144,000 days. When all 13 Bakhtuns are completed, the calendar resets to zero, and the Mayan doomsday scenario takes place. Mainstream archaeologists say the Mayan calendar began on August 11, 3114 BCE. Using this Genesis date, the destruction of Earth should have taken place on December 21, 2012. But in the epilogue of the Chronicles of, of Akakor, Carl Brugger states, According to the Chilumbalan, the books of the Jaguar Priest of the Maya, history begins at 313 B.C. The German Mayan scholar Wolfgang Cardon connects this date with a mysterious historical event of great importance. By moving the beginning up one year, the ending is moved up one year. And the destruction of Earth that should have taken place on December 21st, 2013, it doesn't get any more historically important than that. And that is why authorities elected not to share that information with, ignorant ma with the ignorant masses. They were told Comet Isan was approaching. Brugger doesn't say what the historic event was, but Wolfgang Cordon was foremost expert in Mayan hieroglyphics. Historical records indicate that he died in 
1966 at the age of 56 while in the field doing research. They also indicate that his friend and closest colleague was killed six months later. The index cards to Kodown's until then, academically definitive work on Mayan hieroglyphics, a comparative dictionary of Mayan writings, have never been found. It's as if they were never even existed. Cordon was the lead linguist in a huge expedition composed of some 90 archaeologists from the University of Pennsylvania under the direction of William D. Cole. The dig began in 1956 and finally ended in 1969. The effort, unprecedented to this day in Mesoamerican archaeology, unearthed 10 square miles of the enigmatic Mayan city, Tikal, with its most imposing structure being Temple One, the Temple of the Giant Jaguar. Almost all but the most superficial information about Cordon seems to have been purged from the academic records. Secondary sources are non-existent and there are no available comparisons of Cordon's work to the current state of research on Myron hieroglyphics. Predictably, no one has been able to find anything about the circumstances of Cordon's death and only that his colleague was murdered shortly thereafter. The Tikal expedition unearthed five step pyramids, 350 houses, and enough artifacts to stock a museum. Temple One rises 154 feet above the plaza, and Tikal itself is situated in the middle of an impenetrable jungle, canopied by trees up to 180 feet tall. Although the interior of the Tikal temple complex is connected by a finely cobbled network of walkways, there are no roads into the surrounding jungle. The frescoes and artwork found at the site depict only priests and acts ranging from fertility ceremonies to human sacrifice. Craftsmen and agricultural workers are conspicuous by their absence of representation. William Coe is on record as remarking how it seemed unfathomable, unfathomable that such an advanced culture could be developed in such an inhospitable place that seemed to be unable to support more than just a few huts. Wolfgang Kadan speculates that although Tikal's inhabitants made children's toys with wheels, they must have transported their goods on sleds because no working wheels were found on the site. About 200 miles to the west of Tikal is Villahermosa, the capital of the Mexican state of Tabasco. Four of the places in the now infamous Monument Six are displayed there at the Carlos Pellicer Museum. Monument Six is in actuality a well-preserved carved wooden box commemorating the death of Tortuguero, ruler Balam Ajor, or Lord Jaguar. It consists of seven pieces altogether. Another of the pieces in the Metropolitan Museum of New York. Whereas the other two is unknown, the box was salvaged from Tortuguero, a Mayan site discovered in 1915, not far from the city. But another German Mayan scholar, Professor Bertolt Rice of the field-leading Bonn University, describes Tortuguero as a westernmost emblem province of Palenque. Emblem glyphs denote Mayan city-states. Dr. Reese goes on to say that although short-lived, the site was one of the most important for Palenque. 
And he published two scientific papers on the interpretation of monument sex, one in 1978, the other in 1980. They have never been translated from German. In 1981, a cement factory was built on top of Tortuguero, destroying the rest of the site. In the shadow of the cement factory, the disciples of Michael Dinko, white supremacist, CIA asset since the Korean War, and acknowledged by academia as the foremost expert on Mayan hieroglyphics since the untimely death of Wolfgang Cardan, worked feverishly to interpret Monument Six. Their incoherent products run the gamut, but they all seem to agree that Bolin Yachte may descend Nimal Nimal. Bolin Yachte is a Mayan god, usually associated with war and discord, but also creation. In Mayan, Bolin means nine, and it is said he will come to crush the nine lords of the night. His calling card is blinding light. In 2004, Yet another of those meddling German Mayan scholars wrote a master thesis. Tortuguero, Tabasco, Mexico, History of the Mayan City, depicted by their glyphs. Sven Gronmeyer's work was, however, published in English, updated, and of course, in, 2000, in 2006. He translated the monument in six parts. The first part pays homage to Balm Agile as a descent to the, ascent to the throne. The second describes the Star Wars that the Mayans, particularly Tikal, incessantly waged on each other. Star Wars could only be initiated by the rising of Venus as the morning star. Mayan wars would be held in abeyance until this happened. As noted in the monument, these wars were usually culminated with the decapitation of the prisoners taken in them. In 2013, Oxal, a few hundred miles northeast of Tortuguero, on the Yucatan Peninsula, like ants that won't go away at the picnic, German archaeologists unearthed a mass grave of 24 Mayans who had been beheaded and dismembered. The always, the always annoying Germans suspect the remains be, to be that of royalty because many of the skulls have jade inserts for teeth. The third part says that this star war was waged by Tortuguero against the neighboring town of Kamakako making a mysterious allusion to the harvest of white flower souls. In late 2011, the Seattle Times ran an article claiming that Mexico's National Institute of Anthropology and History had revealed that there was a reference to the Mayan doomsday scenario on a glyph found at Kamokako rune, rune site. The, the inscription is carved or molded into the face of a brick called the Kamokako Brick. It has the same calendar around as the completion on the 13th Bach tomb. No worries, but for our intrepid hero, Michael D. Coe, and his army of sellout zombie archaeologists. The brick has been sequestered, presumably with the two missing pieces of Monument 6. The glyphs are so badly damaged on the fourth part of the Monument 6 that it is doubtful whether even Wolfgang Cladon himself would have made anything out of them. Dr. Gronmeyer passes on that one. The fifth part describes the ceremonial burning of a house, the erection of images of Balam Ajar, and the Mayan ritual of ruler binding. The Gronmeyer's translation of the critical sixth part reads like this from, the German to, from German to English. Previously it happened. It was completed for rebirthing. It was two days, nine urinals, 
three tons, eight cartoons, three boktoons before the 13th boktoon is completed on four Ihu three tankin. Then it will happen. Darkness and Bolon Yakte will descend to the. And then it's it's unintelligible. In part six, Behind the Bush, Alistair Crowley Yeats and the Antichrist and Armageddon, I spit in the face of both Freemasonry and Talmudic Judaism by publishing the 13th letter formula of how to derive the true names of their God, whom their magi call Vahi Yadhi or Vav Yadhi. Two names of the Tetragrammaton, for the first is indeed a perfect name, and the latter is thoroughly and completely perfect. The living creatures rush forth and return. These quotes are from the Zohar, which instructs the Kabbalists on how to use them. One is for conjuring and one, the other for banishing. They are Yahweh's proper names, and as far as I know, nobody's ever published them before. When Rabbi Moses de Leon published the Zohar, he would die by the next year. He would die the next year. A couple of years later, the Knights Temple would be rounded up, charged with heresy, and burned at the stake. Less than a generation later, the Black Plague would lay waste to Europe. No doubt, when I published part six of that series, they made powerful enemies. But as they should understand by now, they also have powerful enemies. The more still readers of Black Sun Rising should be starting to see why. The Mayans were not savages. It is you that are the savage the white barbarians of the Chronicles of Akakor. The creation, what is for now the world of the living, is based on 13. The Mayans understood how, how to use this. The Germans, at least their leadership, knew exactly who the Mayans were. Because they broke with empire at the beginning of the 20th century, working together with the historical Ordo Bocentoro, which will be explained in later parts. They have the Dresden Codex, and they've had it since it was first sent to Europe by Hernan Cortez. That is why they were traipsing through malaria-infested jungles of South America in the Jari expedition, two years after National Socialism assumed power in Germany. Revelations, which is a cabalistic book that brands the Christian religion as the creation of Judaism, tells its goyim that 144,000 shall be saved. The 144,000 is the number of days in a Bakhtun. The Germans had the good sense to want to prolong those days for humanity. Human existence, as it is known now, is cyclic. When a cycle is over, it goes back to the reset, with almost everything dying and the Star Wars is fought over the souls to be harvested. The Mayan priesthood will master cables, knew this and had the exact calculations for when this cycle, the current cycle, began and ended. In part one of this essay, I said the program of the lie that Ju was that Judeo-Christianity was founded by simple goat herders. Now I will reveal the purpose of the lie. The purpose of the lie is to keep from you the abyssal horror of the truth. You are the goat. You are livestock farmed by soulless alien races. They exist in a temporal ether and derive their sustenance by what, what is permanent in you, your soul. None will be saved by a dead man nailed to a stick, and few will be saved by denying your physical senses. Few are still by a pantheon of gods who are among their tormentors. Only man can save man, which is why one thing the king of these alien race fears is the son of man. He is close now, poised at the doorway of time, nursing an insatiable hunger for vengeance. That is why you are still here, 
and Bowman Yafte is not. Let me introduce you to reality. Morgan Freeman is not a scientist. He's a Hollywood actor. Einstein's more the theory of relativity was wrong. Einstein was a misogynistic, amorphous blob of a fraud whose only real talent was a talent typical to most frauds, plagiarism. Ironically enough, and these gods do love irony, the most brilliant human alive today is a rather engaging woman named Lisa Randall. Einstein would have loved that. He could have humped her leg while stealing her notebooks. Bell's theorem, synthesized from experiments based on John Stuart Bell's 1964 paper titled On Einstein, Podolsky, Rosen Paradox, in which he tried to prove Einstein's theory of relativity correct. But instead, just like Charles Otis Whitman before him proving the theory of evolution wrong while trying to prove it correct, proved once and for all the non-locality of matter invalidating Einstein's theorem. Objects and events can and do interact, though they are too close in time and separated by too vast a distance in space to be manipulated even by something traveling at the speed of light. Everyone who's ever had a premonition should already know that. As the old saying goes, the fastest of all things that fly is thought. In quantum entanglement, electrons can be emitted and passed, with their spins dependent on the op and, and opposite from each other. If one is negative, the other will adjust to positive. When electrons are separated, the adjustment continues. Even in experiments where the electrons were separated by over 100 kilometers, as soon as these particles are examined with instrumentation, the adjustment ceases, and the electrons go back to random spins. This is called wave function collapse. Many modern technologies are beginning to rely on quantum entanglement, state-of-the-art technologies like quantum computing, quantum cryptology, quantum and quantum teleportation. Scientists have succeeded in teleporting complex sets of information using the rules of quantum entanglement. In the slit experiment, subatomic particles up to the size of buckyball molecules exhibit the characteristics of both waves and particles. When, according to Morgan Freeman's science, they should be, behave only like particles. When equipment delicate enough to observe them is added to the experiment, the wave function collapses, and they will behave only like particles. Since the very first days of relativity, science was aware of the probability of Einstein Rosen bridges, wormholes that could act as bridges through both time and space and violate the limitations imposed by the theory of relativity. For many years, it was believed that travel through these wormholes would be impossible because in the center was a black hole whose own center was a singularity, which would rend anything passing through it into its smallest possible particles. In 1988, the scientific maxim was proven mathematically incorrect when using equations from the real discoverer of relativity, Heinrich Lorentz, Lorentz published the theory of relativity in 1904, a year before plagiarized Einstein. In 1988, Lorentzian transversible wormholes became a probability. In 2009, over the frigid night skies of Norway, one of these wormholes was caught on video. The priesthood of Tikal did not need roads or wheels to travel through the jungle. Many people have reported on an anomalous atmospheric condition called Electronic Fog. Bruce Gurnan gives the best-known account in his book, The Fog. While piloting a plane to Miami, he was engulfed by a fog that was penetrated by a spiral tunnel. 
He flew through the tunnel for a period of what felt like a few minutes. When he emerged, the plane was already over Miami, and 40 minutes had gone by. In every far-flung corner of the earth, spiral petroglyphs testify to prehistoric man's awareness of these portals. During significant astronomical alignments, sun daggers, daggers pierce the center of some of these petroglyphs as if making periods of time when they will open up or take travelers to them to desired de destinations. There is a Mayan ball, ball field in Chaco Canyon, and the forensic archaeologist Dr. Christy Turner has found a skull with its teeth filed into points like some demonic carnivore. A practice seen only in the Mesoamerican Valley, the, the, the Mexican Valley. In any court of law on Earth, the evidence given in Part 3 of my Behind the Bush series would put a Semitic presence in America's Southwest at the same time the Mayan priesthood was abandoning Tikal. It is scientific fact that they didn't carry markers for haplogroup X, Hebrew mitochondrial DNA, in their blood. The dead sequences suggest that they acquired haplogroup X relatively recently, about a thousand years ago. Unfortunately, there is no capital punishment yet for teaching zombie archaeology to school children. So academia drones on without facing the much-deserved consequences. In part six of Behind the Bush, Alistair Crowley eats the Antichrist in Armageddon. I presented overwhelming circumstantial evidence that the Sepian Sira, the cabalistic book of creation, is quantum physics. There is an incorporeal corporeal 11th dimension called Dat in the ancient Hebrew schematics of the universe. And to this very day, the existence of an 11th dimension is hotly debated in quantum mechanics. When that 11th dimension is added to the equations, part of physicists call it M-theory. When the, with the addition of the 11th dimension, what the eggheads call elegant equations are made possible. And they do not blow up into infinity. Infinity is the creation criterion for what is false in subatomic physics. One cannot have infinity in an elegant equation. In M-theory, also known as string theory, the smallest particles are, in actuality, two-dimensional dancing filaments of energy that interact with ten dimensions plus time. The oscillations of these string-like filaments produces all the different par particles that constitute the universe. The oscillation of the strings themselves is contingent on the geometry of each of the dimensions they interact with. String theory was seen from its inception as the potential holy grail of science, unifying the gravitational forces of relativity with quantum mechanics and the behavioral of elect electromagnetism. Pythagoras has been called the father of string theory because he thought, to his followers, that the existence was produced from harmonic vibrations, like a string of a lyre being plucked from different positions. His theory about the music of the spheres and their ratios anticipates the discovery 2,700 years later of, of orbital resonances, which guide the planets through their methodical orbits. Many legends and stories were spawned by Pythagoras, legendary intellect. But in the story, very similar to the birth of Jesus, Manly Hall says that Pythagoras was born in Syria some 2,800 years ago and schooled by rabbis.
In part three of Behind the Bush, Aleister Crowley meets the Antichrist in Armageddon, I wrote about the Skinwalker Ranch and the National Institute of Discovery Science, a front for the Department of Defense. The DOD has little interest in ghostbusting. There is a war going on right now between gods and gargoyles, demons and angels, men and machines. Those of you who do not have the access to the underground sanctuaries just narrowly, narrowly miss becoming casualties of that war. No thanks to the DOD either. And Skinwalker, Skinwalker is just what it sounds like. You may be sleeping with one tonight, watching TV with it, sitting down to meals to discuss the latest absurdity of what it and its kind have pawned off on you as your culture. You are at a distinct disadvantage. It knows who you are. You have no idea. These are the hidden masters of the Abrahamic religions, the malevolent shape-shifting reptilians of David E., the ultra-terrestrials of John Keel, and the control mechanism of Jacques Vallée. They are the gods of Eden from William Branley's book, and they are and they live through human and they live through human pain and sorrow. Jacques Vallée and John Keel, the two most brilliant men to ever study the UFO phenomena, both came to almost identical conclusions. In Passport to Magonia, Valet theorized that the same entities man once saw as angels, fairies, and leprechauns, he now sees as aliens and UFOs. Because the entities have no true form, they appear as a man, man expects them to. They are control mechanisms, consciousnesses that operate within the parameters of man's perception. Kill went one step further when he postulated that these beings live cotominously with the human race in a dimension that is beyond the periphery of man's perception. Ballet was vehemently accused by the UFO community of falsifying information in one of his later books. When he referenced the flying refrigerator-like object terrorizing peasants of South America by drawing their blood with a light beam while they hunted overnight for the blinds in the jungle that slept in their village, Potts, Realizing that the whole UFO phenomenon was now a religion for fools, Ballet stopped writing about it after that and put his prodigious intellect to better uses. Fools may believe as they wish to the peril of their own souls, but from Gobeki Tepe to Olam Tatavo to the rites of Baal and Moloch, which means king in Hebrew, on to the Maya, Anasasi and Aztec. These entities are all blood drinkers, and it is Yahweh, Moloch of the Jews and Christians, that demands that the blood of animals men slaughter for me be reserved for him in the kosher rites of Orthodox Judaism. The Chupacabra reputedly draining the blood of livestock in the Mexican Valley bear an uncanny resemblance to the goggles that were festooned all over European architecture, and after the Templars' period of preeminence. Something has been carving up the livestock in America's Southwest since the late 60s. Cattle mutilations have been documented since Skippy the Horse in 1967. Scientists at the, at the Skinwalker Ranch are certain with, with forensics that the, the, the mutilations on the ranch were, were done with a long blade and shorter scissor-like instrument. Just like the this, the elongated claw and teeth that once graced the anatomy of certain dinosaurs. 
At this moment, flying majestically into the dark rift in the northern night sky is the constellation of Cygnus, which is in its Latinized version is the ancient Greek word for swan. Many claims have been made for Cygnus, aligning with the ancient architecture, including the pyramid. But there are two striking things about Cygnus that are facts. Close to Deneb, the brightest star in the constellation, the emission nebula duplicates the shape of North America right down to the Gulf of Mexico. Cygnus is one of the major sources of cosmic rays bombarding Earth. The other is the Crab Nebula, whose birth was recorded by the Anasazi. Aside from the neutrinos, which don't interact with anything, cosmic rays are the only particles that can penetrate the Earth's surface down to half a mile or more. And they, they, they have been proven by American geneticist H.J. Moa to alter the DNA in fruit flies. Cosmic rays interact with the Earth's magnetic field, which in turn interacts with the Schumann resonance. Some scientists have postulated that the Schumann resonance is the very life breath of Earth itself, governing all the forces of nature. It affects human behavior and has been linked in scientific papers to suicide rates. There is also growing awareness that it affects sunspot activity and human health. But the most striking thing of all about the Schumann resonance is the man who discovered it, Winifred Otto Freeman, Schumann. In 1937, the, the, the cult now organized in an armaments factory called Atribisnice Workenstein OHC Munich, began its continued flying disc development program with official Nazi party backing under Professor W.L. Schumann at the Technical University of Munich. Dr. Schumann had worked with the All German Society for Metaphysics on a Jensen Flug machine from 1922 to 1924. Jensen Flug machine is German for other world flight machine or afterlife flight flying machine.